In hip urban China, there's all kinds of choice, all kinds of freedoms that earlier generations under Communist Party rule could only have dreamt of. Where to eat, where to shop, what to watch, where to work, how to live. With one significant exception. The state still tells each Chinese family how many kids they can have and when. And while these days couples can get off with paying a stiff fine for violating the policy, the state has been known to be brutal to those who bend or break the rules. Tang Le Chong was eight months pregnant in 2005 when family planning officials dragged her from her home in the southwestern province of Yunnan and forced her to have an abortion. She says she called the police. They came, but then shrugged and said the family planning officials were just doing their job. After all, she already had a child. She says she might even have agreed with them. Twenty-five years under a coercive system can warp one's perspective, except that she'd actually obtained the required permit to have a second child. In different parts of China, couples are allowed to have a second child if the first child is a girl, or if they're farmers, or if they're from an ethnic minority. Tang and her husband qualified on all three counts. Tang says the problem was that it took her a couple of years to get pregnant, and every year local officials are given a quota of how many births are allowed in their area. They might not get their promotions if the quota is exceeded. So when Tang finally did get pregnant, local family planning officials told her her permit had expired, even though it had no expiration date on it. A local court later confirmed that the family planning paper canceling the permit was bogus, but it stopped short of saying Tang was due compensation. Tang says what she actually wants is for the family planning officials who forced her to have the abortion to face criminal proceedings. She's been working on that for years, but it's not going anywhere. Wang Feng, a demographer and director of the Brookings Chinghua Center for Public Policy in Beijing, says quotas have been part of the one-child policy since it started in 1982, with extreme measures sometimes taken to meet them. There were widespread practices of forced abortion, sterilization, IUD insertion. There were cases where farmers' houses were torn down. There were draft animals were taken away. The properties were taken away, and the individuals were detained. Wang Feng says China's one-child policy may be one of the most draconian examples of government social engineering ever seen, and especially in its early years, it was breathtakingly invasive. Some neighborhood committees would even post charts of women's menstrual periods on the wall so everyone could see if anyone was late. Zhang Li Jia, who wrote the memoir "Socialism Is Great" about coming of age working in a state-owned missile factory, recalls how the family planning official monitored things there. Exactly, have to show your sanitary pass, your blood to her, and then she will issue the sanitary towel. And often she will make comments. And looking back, it's so funny. She, oh, you get very heavy flow. Tell your mom to make you some duck bone chicken soup and things. <laughs> Now, when the one-child policy was conceived, the party was genuinely concerned that China had too many people, and having many more would be disastrous. Having enough resources to go around is still a concern, says Sun Changmin, the deputy director of Shanghai's family planning department. He says China's population, when the Communist Party took over, was less than 600 million. 
But then public health improved, infant mortality dropped, people lived longer, and the population grew fast. In the midst of it all, Mao Zedong still encouraged women to have more children, a mistake the party recognized eventually. Swin says some Chinese studies have shown that the ideal population for China and its finite resources is 700 million, a bit more than half of what it is now. So he's all for continuing the one-child policy indefinitely. Wang Feng of the Brookings Tsinghua Center has a different view. He says having enough resources to go around isn't so much about how many people there are in a country, but about how the people in a country use resources. What's more, he says, it's not clear that the one-child policy, in the end, made that big of a difference. We oftentimes hear this claim that the one-child policy in China prevented 400 million births, and hence made such a great contribution to population control in the world, and even help to slow down global warming. This is totally a bogus claim. Because he says the biggest drop in China's fertility rate happened in the 1970s, before the one-child policy started. It went from almost six to 2.5. If you're looking at other countries around China, like say Thailand or North,、uh, South Korea or even North Korea, fertility、uh, has come down in all those places to the level that's very close to China or not much higher. And they did that without coercion. Without the 300 million abortions linked to the one-child policy, without the skewed gender gap, or the 150 million only children, that generation is now growing up as part of a shrinking workforce, supporting an ever larger elderly population. The ratio now is five workers to every retiree. In 2030, it will be two to one, a burden for the state and a drag on economic growth. Shanghai Family Planning Deputy Director Sun Changmin recognizes this is a serious problem. He says the fertility rate in Shanghai is now 0.9, less than one child per couple. So the Shanghai government lets only children who get married have two kids. Problem is, only about half of them do. Some of my friends also think about have another baby, but they haven't done this now. That's Zhao Hanlu, a 29-year-old online editor at a Shanghai newspaper. She sits with her husband in their sunny apartment. The walls decorated with paintings they've done themselves, including a not half bad copy of Van Gogh's Starry Night. She says her friends who are mothers find raising one child challenge enough. So when they're thinking about a second baby, they think, "Oh, who will help me to?" Raise the second child. The first one is make me crazy. And do we have enough money to have a second baby? Zhao's husband, Sky Zhang, a 28-year-old telecoms network consultant, says he'd still like to have two kids because he knows how lonely it can be as an only child. Because I feel alone when I was growing up, I just play with myself. <laughs> yeah. So if we have two children, I think they are not alone. Still, they say. It's a hassle getting the paperwork to have a second child. Second baby is very, very difficult because you have a lot of papers, a lot of steps. More than ten、uh, around twenty. That's to certify that each of the two parents is an only child and thus eligible to have a second child. Making it so difficult isn't exactly a great strategy for boosting a low fertility rate. But old habits die hard in a family planning apparatus used to exerting intrusive control. Still, change may be coming. 
One of the big reforms announced at China's annual legislative session in March was that the 30-year-old Family Planning Commission will be merged with the Ministry of Health. While the government says the one-child policy will continue, demographer Wang Feng thinks this may be the beginning of the end. I would say nobody in the decision-making body would insist that the policy should continue indefinitely. I think even the most cautious and conservative members would concede that someday this policy has to end. And he says collapsing the Family Planning Commission into the Ministry of Health means getting rid of many of the jobs that existed solely to implement a coercive policy. He believes that without the dedicated personnel or the dedicated department incentivized to use any means necessary to enforce the policy, the policy will gradually fade away. And what of those hundreds of thousands of workers who built their careers around charting menstrual cycles and punishing those who dared to have more than one child? Wang Feng cites the novel *Frog* by the Nobel Prize-winning Chinese author Mo Yan. In that novel, he recorded the journey that this fictitious aunt, who forcefully aborted thousands of babies. As a person in charge of birth control in the local county, and how this aunt basically went nuts later on in her life, and recognizing the horrible crime that she had done. So I think this novel actually will be a vivid record that will go down in history for people to understand、uh, what happened. And what happened, he says, is that a policy the party enacted to help the country and itself has hurt more than helped in ways that will be felt for generations. For the world, I'm Mary Kay Magstad in Beijing.